So today we're talking about, as we said, the fear of man. And that can be, that can range from anything. Just, you know, being, being scared of, you know, you know, I heard the other day that over the fear of death, the number one thing that people in, in surveys all across the world have said that they're afraid of is public speaking. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. More than death. More than death, people have been afraid of public speaking. Yes. That's been their number one fear. And that's how strong and rampant the fear of man has been in this world. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. So whether it's like that or whether it's just that I've just been kind of nervous or uncomfortable around yeah. people, that's fear too. You know, I was at I was at a social gathering uh, within the past couple months, and I've I've worked. I used to be a pretty shy person, and, and we may get into uh, more of that today. I used to be a pretty shy person, but the Lord had me work through a lot of that and become more outgoing and and just not scared of people. But even at this gathering, it it wasn't exactly my. Uh, who I hang around every single day and I just found myself just like nervous almost like I, I wasn't scared of the people it wasn't anything like that but I just found myself just uncomfortable around people and and the Lord was talking to me afterwards I was like that's weird I haven't really dealt with that a bit recently he's like that's fear of man too. I was like, well, I didn't feel all out scared, but yet just that nervousness, what was it rooting from? What was it yeah. what was it stemming from? What if someone doesn't like me? Yeah. What if I'm not enough? Whatever whatever the thought was, I don't know. I didn't even think full thoughts. It was just that feeling, and that feeling comes from fear of man. So whether it's been, I mean, just a shaking in your boots, you know, fear of talking to people or if it's just been I just feel kind of awkward and uncomfortable around people regardless that's not from the Lord so let's squash that today because that's not what God has in mind for you for the rest of your life and let's first of all let's start with the very groundwork of it all as soon as we get saved, as soon as we accept Jesus into our hearts, you know, we're not going to hell anymore. We're going to heaven. So why wouldn't we just go straight up to heaven? The moment it happens, we just, we just go straight to heaven. Why, why does that not happen? And the reason is people. That's our whole mission yeah. is people. That's the reason why we're still here on this earth. You know, we've been saved for years. And yet, why are we still here on this earth? Why are we here able to do this broadcast and living out our day-to-day -day lives? It's because we have a mission. And that mission is people leading them, leading others to that same salvation. That's the whole reason we're here. That's the heart of the Father. And He's given us, as His children, that same exact mission. It's for people. And so we can see why the devil would like to attack this so much in people. That's why I truly believe every person has had to deal with this fear. Because if the devil can get us scared to do the one thing that we're still here on this earth to do, which is people leading them to the Lord, salvation... Well, then he's won the game. And for a while, he has with most Christians. 
You know, we said, we said last week on the broadcast, and yeah, Grayson put that in the comments. People are our reason why. Yes, put that in the comments. Our mission is people. Uh, we said last week on the broadcast, if every person who claims to be a Christian would just win one person to the Lord per week, everyone would be saved on this entire planet in two and a half weeks. That's crazy. Just yeah. one per week. That means basically averaging out two and a half people. If every person just, you know, just said, I'm just going to win two and a half people in two and a half weeks, we would be gone, gone up, up to heaven because everyone was saved. That's crazy. So obviously we haven't seen that happening. And a large reason, I would say the main reason has been this fear of man fear of people. And it's time for that to be done with because that's not what the body of Christ is called to be. And we cannot be who we're called to be without kicking this fear out. So let's go really quickly to 1 John 4. 1 John 4. And you can put that in the comments. 1 John 4. And I believe we're going to start it from verse 15. We're going to go through 18. All right. First John 4, 15 says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Okay. Are you saved? Is Jesus your Lord? Yeah. Well, then God abides in you. So we've got that checked off. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. Here's verse 18. Hear this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. See, we're all assuming, assuming you are a Christian, Jesus is your Lord. And if not, then we will pray about that at the very end of the broadcast. But as soon as you become a Christian, you are abiding in God and God is perfect love and perfect love cast out fear. Mm -hmm. So if there's an area in our lives that we find fear in, that means that we're not fully trusting God in that area. That means that we haven't fully given that area of our lives over to God. You know, once he becomes our Lord, our Savior, that means my life is no longer my own. It's his. It's his. All of my life. So if there's an area of our lives where we find fear, and today we're talking about that fear of of people, then if, if we find, hey, I've been scared of this in any any way, big or small, I haven't fully given that to the Lord yet. I haven't fully trusted him in that area of my life, which gives hope because that means there's a way to not be afraid. And that is Jesus. That is, Lord, I give this to you. I'm done being scared of this. I'm done being fearful of this. I'm done being nervous about this. It's not mine. That's not who I'm called to be. Lord, I give this over to you. Do you have anything on that? Well, one thing I wanted to say right out of the gate is there may be a lot of people watching who you've had like legitimate like 
like fear, like nerves when it's yeah. come to people. But one other thing I wanted to address is don't disqualify yourself from this message just because you don't feel nervous around people. Because yeah. there's one thing that masks that that's actually fear of people, fear of yeah. man. It doesn't look like it. But one yeah. thing is I don't like people. <laughs> Yeah. If you're watching and you have ever thought, I don't like people. I don't want to be around people. I have some days where I'm just like, I don't want to be around anyone. I don't like anyone. I like maybe one person. I like my maybe my spouse, maybe my best friend, maybe yeah. my pastor. I don't like anyone else. I don't want to talk to anyone else. That is also fear. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not just talking about... Uh, you know, actually being nervous to talk to people. Yeah. You may be the most bold person socially, like when it comes to interacting mm -hmm. with people, where you can go up to them. Yeah. You can talk to anyone, but you yeah. don't like any of them. <laughs> Why don't you like any of them? It, there, there's a multitude of reasons, yeah. but a lot of that is probably rooted in fear. Fear of, I don't want to get hurt. And, um, you know, for most of us who have been alive here on this earth, we've been yeah. hurt by people or, yeah. or received hurt from people. We yeah. don't have to receive it, but we have received hurt from people. Yes. So then when it comes to ministering to people, there's fear of, I don't want to get hurt again, so I'm yeah. not going to be close to none of y'all. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm not doing it. Like, yep. That's also fear. We're not just talking about like soul winning and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, that is exactly right. And that goes directly into what I wanted us to go into <laughs> like, next. Are, are you really, let's just test yourself right now. Are you really excited to minister to people? <laughs> are you just like, is your love walk like really great with people right now? You just, you want to spend your time with people, ministering to them, loving on them. When you hear testimonies from people, you're just like, man. That's my testimony. It feels like it's my testimony. They just got a new car. It's like I just got a new car. You know what? This person hurt me, but I totally forgive them. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm overflowing in forgiveness right yeah. now. You know, if we're not, if, if, those are some things we just kind of, so just let's not, uh, let's not disqualify ourselves yep. from needing this message today just because yep. we don't actually feel, feel nervous or something like that. Now, some of us may. Some people watching may feel very nervous. But <laughs> if you're just like, you know, just not liking yeah. people, you know. I've been in both those places. <laughs> right. so, so I understand both of them. That's good. Uh, Barrett said, I don't like people isn't truth. The yeah. real me loves people. That's right. Joni said, I consider myself a social person. Shocker. But I've fallen into the <laughs> ditch of having a fear of what people think often yep. in the past. I like talking to strangers and even going soul winning had been opportunistic for my flesh in the past. Yeah. Yeah. The devil, the devil hates people being confident. He hates that because he can't stop that. And so he, he tries to get whatever he can. Maybe it's a, I'm scared of what they'll think. Or maybe it's, I'm scared they'll hurt me. Whatever it is, whatever the Lord may be bringing up to you that it might have been for you, it, it doesn't matter. It's just the devil trying to find any button he can to divide. Yeah. To divide. And that is, that is not the Lord. 
So your point goes straight into what the Lord had brought up that we're going to go into next. And we're going to go to Psalms 18. Psalm 18. And the word said this. It says this all over the place. But this is just one example of what it says. And just starting here in verse 1, it says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God. My rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I mean, we could go on. I mean, it just keeps talking about the Lord just defending and loving his people. And it says it truthfully. It says it all over the word because this is who God is. But it says he is our strength. He is our defender. He is our fortress. He is He is all of that and more. And the reason we've, I, I mean, I think all of us here in the room today at the broadcast, we've faced people hurting us and faced the temptation. Of course, the devil would try to bring up, hey, like, what if other people hurt you? What if anyone else does this too and tries to bring up that fear I think he tries to bring it up with every person but this is the strength and this is why I can honestly say I'm not afraid of people hurting me at all despite having been hurt in the past and not enjoying it (laughs) at all it hurts it hurt but I'm not afraid of it anymore because God is my defender He is my fortress and we've got to trust him we've got to believe him I'm not my defender See, if something were to happen, if I was nervous that someone might be upset at me or someone might even want to hurt me. I mean, let's just go to the extreme and say maybe you're in a situation like that. Let, let's say that I was there. I have no fear in the face of that situation because God is my defender. He is my shield. So I don't need to do anything but just trust him. Obey him. Lord, you're my defender. I don't need to look out for my own benefit. I don't have to make sure I formulate all my words properly and and be really nervous that what if I said just maybe not the exact right thing? What if I what if I had the wrong not the exact right tone and oh no, what are they going to think? What are they going to do? What if they don't like me? I don't have to fear any of that because God is my defender. He is my shield. I mean, just fill yourself up with these scriptures. Look it up. God is my defender. Look it up. And there's so many scriptures in the word because that's who God is. He loves to be our defender. He defends us better than we can defend ourselves. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter even if someone is looking to hurt me because he is my protector. I don't fear because... A a battle from man against God, I can tell you who's going to (laughs) win, and it's going to be God. So with God defending me, with God defending you, we have nothing to fear. And put just put Psalm 18 in the comments. I have nothing to fear. And so much, so much of fear of man comes down to what we, what we touched on a little bit already. And that is a lack of confidence, a lack of confidence. That's truly what it boils down to is a lack of confidence. And and put that in the comments, A, a fear of man boils down to a lack of confidence. And I want, 
I want you to hear this. I was driving. <laughs> we were talking about the Lord talking to us while we were driving uh, <laughs> just before the broadcast. But I was driving the other day. I was just talking to the Lord. And he brought this, he brought this up to me. And I think it'll really help. It says, a lack of confidence is fear that you don't have everything you need in that situation. And that's what it is. I was like, oh my gosh, God, you're so smart. <laughs> a lack of confidence is fear that you're not going to have everything you need in that situation. Yeah. And that's what that's fear of, that's what fear of man has boiled down to. No matter yeah. what exactly you might have been scared of in front of people, it's it's a it's a lack of confidence that that I don't have everything I need. Maybe it's with public speaking. I don't feel like I have all the right words. I don't feel like I have all the charisma. I don't feel like people are going to like me. I don't feel like whatever. I mean, fill in the blank with whatever it's been for you. But it, it all boils down to fear and a lack of confidence. Let's, <laughs> let's go to... There's so many places we could go, but let's go to Acts 4. Acts 4. As you're turning there, as you're turning there, turn to Acts 4. Go ahead. Let's read, let's read, I'm going to read this scripture really quickly. In 2 Corinthians 5, 21. And this is, this is talking about Jesus. It said, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. See, before we go to Acts 4 and, and read that, we need to know who we are in Christ. We are the righteousness of God in him. We are the righteousness of Christ. We have been brought up to the same righteousness that Jesus has. No sin before the sight of the Lord. Jesus died so that we could be completely cleansed. And, and where we were at the very beginning of the broadcast, it says so that we can have confidence to come before the throne. Mm -hmm. Confidence. Well, if, if we can have the righteousness of Christ, so much so that we can come before God who is complete and utter perfection and come before him confidently, then by golly, we can come before any person here on earth with yeah. complete confidence. If the Lord tells us to come boldly before my throne, come boldly. It doesn't matter if you just did the worst thing you've ever done in your life. You're saved, you are righteous, and he still says in that moment, come boldly before my throne. Then there is not a single time that we should be afraid before man. Yeah. Because God is so much better than man. God is so much more holy, so much more worthy. And if he says, have no fear before me, come before me with all boldness, come before me with all confidence, then I, sh I have no right to be afraid of any person. I don't care if they're the president of the entire world. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're the richest, most famous person on this planet. We should have 
complete boldness and complete confidence because that is who God has made us to be. That is who he has made us to be. Yeah. Uh, Judgment from God. Yeah. A a, a deception of of judgment from God, wrong judgment, a harsh judgment from God. That perception will completely take us out of our calling. It will take us out of everything. Because if God is harshly judging us, if, yeah. if if Jesus did not take the wrath of God, if it was not poured on him, and we if we're still handling that wrath, even in our minds, maybe yeah. not actually spiritually, in our minds, if we're handling the wrath of God, we will be afraid of anybody's shadow. We'll be yeah. afraid of ourselves. We'll yeah. be afraid of everything. Fear of man is coming from a lack of confidence in our relationship with God. Yeah. Because if God is not defending me, yeah. I am an easy target. I'm, I am prey. Yeah. But it, that's why we have to have confidence from mm-hmm. our relationship with God. That I, I know God loves me. I yeah. know he's here. I know he's helping me. Yeah. Like those are those are three very important things to recognize at yeah. all times. One, God loves me. Yeah. Two, God is present. And three, God is helping me. Yeah. If that's the case, I can do anything that he asks me to do. I'm afraid yeah. of nothing and I'm afraid of no man. And honestly, one thing I wanted to address also yeah. is when it comes to fear of man, people pleasing and p- yeah. pleasing the people around us, pleasing people instead of pleasing God, number one, that is fear yeah. of man. And one thing that I have, mm-hmm. I've dealt with fear of man a lot. Yeah. And one thing that the enemy has really, like, deceived me with in the past is trying to make everybody happy around yeah. me. and. Yeah. And, and like Adam, Adam sought unity mm-hmm. with Eve instead of unity with God. Yeah. And it cost him everything. Yeah. It cost the fall of man to seek yeah. unity with a human rather than unity with God. So yeah. what we're talking about is not small potatoes. <laughs> like it's yeah. not, it will completely get us out of our calling. Yeah. If we try to Please man and seek unity with them above God. Yep. And I like, honestly, I wanted to address like, no, it's important. If there's people in your life that are pulling at you and when you yeah. talk to them, they pull on your emotions mm-hmm. that you, you have a conversation with them. And afterward, you're more emotional. Yeah. You're not as stable. You need to make note of that. Yep. And you need to, and I'm, I'm talking from experience because yeah. what, what has happened to me so often is the enemy has used people to, to come along, make me emotional, and yeah. then completely try to get me off course. Yep. And it, it, it could be a number of things. It could even be a parent with their kids, honestly, yeah. where they are so fearful of, of yeah. them that they're trying to, to please them. They're trying to do everything possible, and it's a button. And it's, yeah. it's you're trying, you know. But we have to have confidence that God is helping us, and it doesn't. our relationships with people are not going to be buttons that constantly make us emotional. Because yeah. if we get emotional, if we get in fear, anything like that, it's yeah. not a small thing. It can completely t- 
take us off course. So yeah. um, not that we're expecting that to happen. It's just wise to, to make note of, oh, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not that unity, to your point, it's not that unity is wrong. Obviously, we're supposed to seek unity. But it's that, you know, in the example you gave of Adam and Eve, he sought unity to the point of disobeying God. Yeah. And that is what's wrong because God has to be our number one priority. Yeah. Because as much as people are definitely our mission here on earth, God is God's number one. He's our Lord. Yeah. He's our director. He's our savior. He's our God. <laughs> you know, he is number one. Yeah. And if if at any point... Yeah. We get distracted from from God because we're looking so much at people that we don't obey. We start to disobey God. Yeah. Then we've gotten our priorities all out yes. of whack. And and this is the thing is if someone is living by their flesh, we are going yeah. to make them unhappy probably if yes. we're not. If yes. we're not living by <laughs> our flesh, if we're putting to death the deeds of the flesh and we're submitting to the word, yeah. submitting to our pastors and leaders, we're probably going to be very annoying to people yeah. who live by their flesh. So we have to get used to people, people's yeah. flesh not liking us, people's flesh yeah. who is corrupted yeah. and, and disappointing them and different things. Like, like I'm, uh, like I wanted to explain what I was talking about with the what I mentioned with the yeah. parent. I'm not a parent, so I don't have experience with this. Yeah. But like, what I, one thing I was thinking of is I know parents. Like I, mm-hmm. I know some moms. I'm thinking of one in particular. I'm obviously yeah. not going to say who they are, but there's like one mom that I know. Yeah. And and she is so like committed to her kids, so faithful. Yeah. Show like showed up to every game. Like was like the advocate. Like I'm yeah. gonna make sure I'm the last loudest mom in the in the in yeah. the crowd like I'm supporting my kids and everything yeah. but she wasn't faithful to God yeah so where are her kids now not doing well yep like she was seeking unity with her kids to the point that yeah I'm gonna take a family vacation and we're gonna miss or, or we're gonna you know we're gonna go to our like like vacation home and we're gonna be gone all summer but we're going to have so much family time. We're going to seek unity with yeah. our family to the point that we're not seeking unity with God. Really is what's happening. Yeah. And where is where are their kids now? Worldly. Yeah. Because we can't seek unity with our family ab- above God. God has yeah. to be number one. And the one that I want to address that because I've heard people say family is like number one. And mm-hmm. I and I understand what they're saying. Yeah. But family does not come before God. No. It does not. And yes, family is is a very precious thing even above the you know, people you go to church with, you have a closer relationship with them. Mm-hmm. But your church if you are not called to abandon the body of Christ yeah. just to seek unity with blood people, family. Yeah. And and I'm I don't mean to get up all in people's business, yeah. and this is not necessarily where we we're planning to go. I didn't yeah, mean no, to go here, point. but this is also fear of man. Yeah, it's fear of losing family, yeah. like fear of the if I don't give everything to my family, mm-hmm. and if I if I put the church first, if I you know then the, my family is is not gonna. See, they're not gonna. Uh, they're not gonna like stick with me, and I'm gonna lose them, and then they're gonna go off into the world. No, yeah. our family needs us 
to be in unity yeah. with God, number one. And sometimes that means God's, God's, that'll mean God's ways, which yeah. means church. Sometimes we're going to have to put church be, before a family function or oh, something. Yeah. Because, not because church is, you know, I'm not trying to get up all into those politics and everything. <laughs> I'm not trying yeah. to do that. But I have seen people put their family before God, even yeah. church and things. And at times they got it, they don't, they got it out of whack. And that, that's not a way to save our family. Not yeah. at all. Um, Barrett put in the comments, number one, God, number two, spouse, number yeah. three, children, number four, church. Yes, and that, yeah. but I've seen, but. yes, okay, she put, but, this is mm -hmm. very important, but if God is first, then yeah. his mandate of assembling will be mandatory. Yep. So if our family has a family picnic on a Sunday, yeah. I'm not going to be there. If someone, if it's on a Sunday morning during church, if yeah. it's a Saturday at really late at night, yeah. I'm probably not going to be there yeah. because I have church in the morning. Yeah, I and esteem God's word. His word. So it's not just, yeah. you can't just be like, this is like this is such like a belief of this <laughs> day and age. I love God, so he's first in my heart. So I don't have to go to church, uh, for, you know, because he's first in my feelings. I love him. Yep. No, his word, if you obey his commandments, the Bible says, If you love me. If you, Jesus <laughs> said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. <laughs> yep. His commandment is to go to church. <laughs> his commandment is to forsake not the assembly. Yeah. His commandment is, in, in Acts, they were continually breaking bread together. They were yeah. continually in fellowship, in the, in, under teaching and everything. So I just wanted to address, really, I, I, it was a... Uh, no, it, it was right on. It, I just want to address, God's ways are more important yeah. than anything. And sometimes that means like, yeah. His commandments are going to come before what family wants, what yeah. people want. Maybe even a spouse. I'm, I'm not married. I can't speak to that personally. But yeah. I've seen, Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've watched, I've seen spouses be like, you know what? I'm technically, I'm before the church in there that way. So put <laughs> me before God's word. Yeah. Put me before the assembly. Put me before God's ways. Nope. That's wrong. So if you're feeling, if you've been feeling any pressure at all <laughs> of people pleasing, family <laughs> or anything like that, I, this seems very random, but I don't think that it is. No, I think not. the Holy Spirit is specifically addressing it. And I can speak to this because I've done this. <laughs> I have done this yes. a lot. Yes. Well, I, I believe right on that same vein, I believe so many people and honestly, most Christians have someone have have had someone in the number one position. And it hasn't been God, yeah. because if if every Christian had God as number one, it would be like what we said at the beginning of the broadcast. We would put his heart first, which yeah. is souls. Yeah. And we wouldn't be here still. <laughs> um, Hannah put in the comment. This is a great comment. Imagine a spouse saying, I love you in my heart, but they don't live together. LOL. What? 
No, can't treat God like that. No. God's ways like that. Yeah, that that's leading straight to divorce every single time. And yet, and yet we've treated God like that. M- most Christians have done that their entire lives. And and I think some people have the deception of I'm going to do these things for my family, for yeah. my spouse, for maybe uh, they're dating somebody. I'm going. To kind of elevate them in mm-hmm. my life because I want to help them. So I want to I want to bring them to Jesus. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna love them, but really that loving them is putting them above God's commandments, and that is yep. never going to work. It is never more love to put someone in the place of God, and so often people have. People have placed someone on that throne, on that pedestal in their life, that number one position that is only designed for God. People have put someone there, whether it's their wife or their husband or whether it's their kids or their best friend or honestly, their selves, <laughs> themselves, honestly, uh, put someone on that number one position because of fear. Yeah. Fear that if I don't put them there, then maybe they'll leave me. Yeah. If I don't put them there, maybe I'm not doing my job right for them. Yeah. Maybe if I don't put myself as my number one priority, if I don't look out for myself, who's going to look out for me? Yeah. You know, if if I if I don't have me as my number one priority, then I'm I'm not going to really be happy. See, all of that is lies and deception. It is not, it is never, never going to be, as we were saying just a moment ago, it is never going to be more loving to put someone on that position where God is because they cannot uphold that. They cannot uphold that position. They are not your source. Even if that person is you that you've put on that pedestal, you are not your source. I am not my source and I cannot provide everything for me that I need. Even as good as I know myself, I know what I like. So I can just give myself whatever I like whenever. That's not going to work. I do not have everything I need to be my source. And definitely no one else does either. That position, that number one position is for God and God alone. He is the only one that can fulfill that. He is the only one who can be our one and true only source. It is God. And only He can help the people around us. Exactly. Only He can save and help our family members, our friends. If it's a spouse, if it's kids, parents, whatever it is. Only He can do that. We are not their source. We are not their source. I know that you've had... I know your love... I've heard you talk about this before. Your love for people... Had had turned into a, while, a long time ago. I remember you talking. Yeah. Your love for people and wanting them to receive God's goodness yep. turned into you becoming their source. Yeah. And did it work? No, not at all. <laughs> no, it did not work. <laughs> no. It it made you it it made you like actually push them away. It pushed yeah. people away. Yeah. Because you were trying so hard to help them and yeah. God was not the source. Yeah. It it literally came from a deception of okay, my mission is people. My mission is to love people. Then I'm going to love them the best I can. And that's where it started from, but then it literally turned into me me trying to make them their source without even realizing it. 
And and that's how sneaky the devil can be. But it, it got to, I've got to please them. Get into a, I have, I have to please them. I have to, you know, if, if they're not happy, then I did something wrong. And then that fear of people, I've got to please them. And it totally kicked God off that number one position. And it put people up there. It, it, it could have been the whole world up there, but it doesn't matter because God is always number one. Yeah. He has to be because the truth is God is the definition of love. He is love. We cannot love people without God. So if I, if my goal, if our mission in life is to love people, we can't love them without God. Yeah. And we can't have that love without that constant fellowship and relationship with yeah. God, with being overflowed with Him, with being completely just a flow yeah. of love in. And that's the, that's the two parts of life, yeah. <laughs> receiving love from God and giving love from God. But if we stop that relationship with God to focus on yeah. people, then that, that flow is going to dry up really quickly. Yeah. Because we can't produce that love without yeah. God. We have, we have no confidence with people yeah. if God is not on the throne, if God is not Lord. Exactly. We will be very, very timid, very afraid, not yeah. liking people, not wanting to talk to people if yeah. God is not on the throne. And yeah. honestly, like, how to be a bold person? Make Jesus Lord. Yeah. If G- if you know my Jesus is Jesus is Lord over every part of my life. Like I give him that lordship. I don't call the shots, he calls the shots, then we we'll have confidence in every area. Yeah. Completely cuz we know we have his backing. Yeah. Yeah, so so to that point, that goes straight into that that was for that was for more than one person right there. I think there. honestly, was it was right. a, it was a good reminder even for uh, myself. Yeah. yeah. And I and I'm not saying anybody's family or friends yeah. or anybody. I'm not saying they're bad. No, I'm not saying not they're doing all. anything wrong. The enemy, I think Barrett mentioned it yesterday of like a healthy dose of fear for your family mm-hmm. or stuff. Like the enemy can yeah. just use those relationships, even if they haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. They, we can have weight on us. Yeah. And then that really is it's very closely connected to the fear of man. Yeah. And and I'm I'm really glad you brought that up cuz if if you didn't, I was looking for the right time to bring that up because in, in that story where I, I had done that, and that had been something that tried to happen my whole life with just people in general, uh, is that made me, when I placed people on that pedestal of my life instead of God, I was afraid of everything. I was super timid, super scared. I was confidence was not a word <laughs> you could have used because I wasn't confident. I was I was scared at every turn that I was going to do something wrong. And if I did something wrong, then maybe they didn't love me enough, which meant I did something wrong, which meant I failed my mission, which meant, you know, God might be disappointed in me. All this stuff because I was looking at other people instead of God first. Yeah. So that's how even something that can seem the devil the devil is deceiving he tries to be so deceiving so sneaky it seemed to start in a right place of well my mission is people so let me focus on people but god has to be our number one focus and as we focus on him he'll give us that heart for people we'll we'll flow out onto other people 
easy. He has to be our focus, though. And we can't move that focus away from God. We can't move other people onto that priority above God. It'll make us more loving. It'll make, yeah. If, if we yeah. prioritize the Lord. Yeah. It, some people may not like it, but it, yeah. it'll actually... They'll be able to sense the anointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if yeah. we're not in fellowship with God, yeah. we won't have the anointing. And if we don't have the anointing, what can we do for people? Nothing. Nothing. We need the anointing, and we get that through fellowship with God. And, yeah. and if you don't have the anointing and you try, you don't have that confidence, you try soul winning, <laughs> and you're, you've, like, <laughs> it's much easier to go soul winning with a relation with fellowship i should say with fellowship with god with the anointing you will be far less afraid of people (laughs) when you know god is with me i have been in the throne room today i've been in fellowship i am in continual that he is with me (laughs) yes 100 percent right Hannah just put in a comment. She said, yes, with family members and standing in faith for the fullness of their salvation. The enemy tried everything to grade at hope. Learning to trust him relieves the pressure to focus on them. That's right. If you're believing for your family members to be saved, you're, you've got family or friends who, who haven't been, who haven't uh, given their hearts to the Lord yet. You cannot get them saved by putting them as your number one priority. You can't get them saved, period. It's God who gets them saved. So as you chase after God, the word says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. They'll see that you just stay being obedient to the Lord. Maybe he has you say something to them. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just has them watching you. Yeah. You say nothing, but they just watch you, and the goodness of God in your life will lead them to repentance. What I'm living is yeah. not right, but what they have is what I need, and, and that's what leads them to the Lord. And it, at first, though, it may not feel like they yeah. are seeing that goodness. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, we're like the Bible talks yeah. about the, the fragrance to some, it's a sweet <laughs> fragrance, fragrance yeah. to some, it's not. If they're living by their flesh, they may be mad. <laughs> like yeah. if you're like, no, I'm going to church instead of your birthday party. That may make them mad. Yeah. <laughs> but if they get to a point where they have a sickness and they yeah. need somebody to lay hands on them and they need somebody's yeah. faith because you've been in fellowship with God and putting God's God first and you carry the anointing, then everyone will be glad that you made that decision. Everyone will be glad that yeah. you have the anointing instead of have eaten the birthday cake at the party <laughs> because it could save people's lives. Yeah. We can't, we can't love people by fearing for them. And put that in the comments. We can't love people by fearing for them. So even if it's something as completely, and hear me, even if it's something as completely important as their salvation, the most important thing, we cannot love them by fearing for them. That is not love. God who loves us so much to give his only son for us, who loves us more than anyone has ever loved us, anyone can love us, more than we love ourselves. He doesn't fear for us. He can't. Perfect love cast out fear. We've got to stop being afraid. We have to stop. So in wrapping up that point, we're, 
we're going back because this goes along with that and what we were saying maybe 20 minutes ago, <laughs> and that is the confidence. Mm -hmm. That is the confidence. And, and to tie these two together, we see Jesus as the perfect example. Mm -hmm. He was absolute and perfect love. Loved people more than any of us have ever loved people. <laughs> and yet he flipped the tables. <laughs> he didn't make everybody he, happy. <laughs> not everyone loved him. In fact, they wanted to kill him. A lot of people were confused. <laughs> They're like, they, I don't understand yeah. what you're talking about. I don't understand <laughs> why you're saying we're going to drink your blood and eat your flesh. I don't like that. I don't no. understand. <laughs> no, they didn't. They tried to drive him off of a cliff many times. Imagine if Jesus was like, let me just make you happy and not speak the truth he wouldn't have been jesus he wouldn't have been still affecting the world like he is today he wouldn't have saved us for all eternity because of fear of what people might have thought and we see that he was that perfect love we see that he irritated a lot of people <laughs> a lot of to the point of wanting to kill him for extended periods of time i'm not talking about just thought about it for a second they did not like him. And yet, people saw the love that he had so much so that we were just talking about it the other day. He, he preached at one place. He and all of his disciples hopped in their boat and traveled across the sea. And the people ran around the sea so fast that they beat Jesus and the disciples to the other side. And they went on a straight path across, across the water. And yet they beat them because they knew that he was real. He was real. He loves me. I need what he has. He has something for me and I need that. Even though I just heard him preach over here. I need that because that is real. That is that love. And see, as, as we defeat this fear of people... As we take on who we are, the confidence of God, the confidence of Christ, because we are the righteousness of God in Christ, some people are going to absolutely love it because they see, they see that is Jesus in you stronger than I've ever seen it before. And that's what I need. People who are ready to repent will see that and say, give me what you have. I mm -hmm. need that whatever is different about you. Mm -hmm. And others won't. Others yeah. won't like that because it convicts them yeah. that they need to change. And that is okay. <laughs> That's a sign that something right is happening because it happened with Jesus. But I want us to look at Acts 4. <laughs> Acts 4, 13. And... Jesus trained up his disciples for those three years and he died and then he rose again and he addressed his disciples then he went back up to heaven and now they're carrying out the mission that he gave them. And here's what it says. <laughs> this was just after Peter and John were arrested. It says, but now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated, they were untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. See, like we said at the beginning, a lack of confidence is fear that you don't have everything you need in that situation. Mm -hmm. Peter and John, well, 
Jesus was gone now. <laughs> you know, they were the representations of Jesus, of this Christianity, of spreading it all across the world. They were that, and yet they were uneducated, untrained. And not only did they know that they were uneducated and untrained, everyone around them knew that they were uneducated and untrained. So if anyone could have felt like, I don't have what it takes <laughs> to complete this mission that God gave me. Just spread this across the world. And it's not like they lived in a Christian nation. Christianity was just born. <laughs> People didn't exactly love the idea of this. This is why they got thrown into prison. Mm -hmm. And yet, it said, as they observed that confidence that yes. they had, yes. they knew that they had been with Jesus. Now, does this sound like... Man, they were arrested, so they're in front of the people who now are holding their lives in their hands. It sounds like they were a little scared. No, not at all. They, we see Peter and John here, uneducated, untrained, standing in front of the people who seemingly hold their, the rest of their lives in their hands, which in turn means that they may be holding the rest of their calling in their hands. All of the lives that they were called to touch. It looks pretty serious. And yet, in the face of these people, they said they observed their confidence. Even in front of these people who seem to have all authority, they observed their confidence and knew that they had been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. See, we see here that Jesus, by just this one verse, we know that Jesus and the people that he trained up were confident yeah completely confident they did not have this fear of man they were not afraid of if people were going to absolutely just adore everything that they said and oh my gosh can i please just be your best friend because i mean you're just so wise it seems like they didn't really care <laughs> they yeah. the one thing that they cared about was the lord and obeying him yeah and that's where the freedom from that fear of people, fear of man comes from. Yeah. I don't care about anything else. God, I love people, but I cannot take on weight and care for them, for what mm -hmm. they think, because I can't control it. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. But what I do, what I do look at, what my focus is in life is you. And obeying you, Lord. And we see as they did that, it didn't matter whether they were trained. It didn't matter whether they were educated. It didn't matter whether they had all the knowledge and spoke with eloquent words. It didn't matter if they just had that charisma that made people just love them just by them smiling at them. None of that mattered. None of the things that we have looked at, that we have judged ourselves for, that have made us scared of people matters. None of it does. The one thing that matters is Jesus, mm -hmm. is obeying Jesus. And as we make that our focus, as we make that our focus, what we look for, that's my whole goal, is Jesus and obeying Him, then He will work the rest out. The people that need to love us will love us. The people who don't, won't. <laughs> it's that simple. He'll work it all out. 
he will be our defender. He will be our protector. The word says in Matthew 10, it says, don't fear about what you're going to say when you're in front of these people, for I will give you the words to say. God will work it out. Just be obedient to him. If he tells you to go up in front of a whole crowd and I want you to preach your heart out, he will give you the words to say. Don't be afraid. If you feel like these people are going to hate me, it doesn't matter. The Lord will work it all out as we just obey him. And as we focus on that, all that fear subsides because we realize it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not all on us to worry about. It's not all all on us to figure out. That's where that freedom comes from. It's not all on us. It's on the Lord. He says, please give it to me. Stop caring. Don't carry any weight. Care about nothing. Cast all your cares on me because I care for you. As we make Jesus our actual Lord, our Savior, the one who calls the shots in our life, then all fear has to dissipate. Because he handles it all. And because we trust him to handle it all. Lord, I trust you with my life. Lord, I trust you with my reputation. Lord, I trust you with my friends. I trust you with my family. I trust you with it all. All fear subsides as we just look in the face of Jesus. As we focus on him. As we obey him, he works it all out. So we're going to pray today because the Lord's done. He's done with seeing us living lives of fear, Mm -hmm. of people, of what people may think, what they may do, what we may think about ourselves. He's, He's tired of that for us. He doesn't want to see us living like that anymore. So let's pray. And I, any person under the sound of my voice, I want you to, if you can, Stop what you're doing. Put it all down and close your eyes. And if you can't, then just focus on this and repeat after me. Jesus. Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. I believe. I believe. You gave your life. You gave your life. For me. For me. Because you loved me that much. Because you loved me that much. Because I was worth it that much. Because I was worth it that much. To you. To you. And you rose again. And you rose again. You gave me your righteousness. You gave me your righteousness. And you gave me your confidence. You gave me your confidence. You are my savior. You are my savior. You call the shots. You call the shots. And I will obey. And I will obey. Lord, whatever you tell me to do. Lord, whatever you tell me to do. From here on out. From here on out. I will do. I will do. You are my number one priority. You are my number one priority. You are the focus of my life. You are the focus of my life. And I trust. And I trust. As I focus on you. As I focus on you. On loving you. On loving you. On obeying you. On obeying you. You will work everything else out. You will work everything else out. Every relationship. Every relationship. Every every interaction. Every interaction. You will work it out. You will work it out. I cast aside. 
I cast aside all fear. All fear. Now. Now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is not mine. It is not mine. It is not who I am. It is not who I am. I am bold. I am bold. And I am confident. And I am confident. In you. In you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. It's over. You are bold. You are confident. It is finished. It is done with. That is who you are. In Jesus' name. And if you needed that today, whether you've given your life to the Lord plenty of times or whether this was the first time, put put your hand in the comments. If this meant something to you today, just, just go ahead and put your hands in the comments. This this was this was an awakening that the church needed. The church needed to hear this today. I, I can feel it in my spirit. This is what this confidence is something that the body has been missing. Mm-hmm. And it's been stopping way too many people. And gone are the days that that stops. We are bold and we are confident in the Lord. Not not cocky because we're so good. We're not by ourselves. But in God, we have all confidence, all confidence. We can stand before anyone with peace and with confidence because of the Lord. So we're done. We're done. And you can put this in the comments. I'm done letting fear of people hold me back because that's not who we are any longer. I'm not going to let fear of people hold me back any longer. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Well, this this has been the broadcast. We're going to let Barrett wrap it up with the offering. You are under no compulsion to give at all. We look forward to giving this broadcast freely to you. We're blessed to do so. But if the Lord's placed it on your heart to sow also into this word, to place a seed into this fertile soil, you know, we're getting ready to go live all across the nation on direct TV. If you want to place a seed into that, then Barrett's going to tell you how you can do that. And we're, we're putting our faith with you on that seed and on that harvest for you. But we just want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in today, for hanging on and for putting your faith on this word and for putting your heart wholly in God's hands. That blesses us. So thank you so much for doing that today. We're going to pass it off to Barrett. We love you, and we'll see you soon. Hey, guys, so right below, you can go to giveww.org, and that is how you can sow your seed. If it's easier for you to, you can also scan the QR code, and it'll take you to the website as well. But Lord, in the name of Jesus, for every person who's sowing right now, As representatives of this ministry, we call them blessed in the name of Jesus. Every person who has chosen to partner with the mission and vision on this ministry, blessed. Their seed is blessed. Their lives are blessed. Their lineage, blessed off of today's seed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let it quickly return back into their hands. In Jesus' mighty name.